everybody. How's it going? All right, you guys. Well, it's great to be with you. Um, I know many of you, but there are also faces here of people I don't know. So if I haven't met you before, my name is Lynn. And like Michael said, um, up until July of this year, I worked on staff with the College Age Ministry here for five years. And you guys, I absolutely loved it. And so since I'm up here, I'm also just going to say that I absolutely love fall retreat. And so I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but if you are thinking about fall retreat, like I'm telling you, just, just do it. You're going to be so glad that you did. Fall retreat is where relationships can really take off. So I just wanted to take a second to say that. Um, but yeah, now I work in another area of the church at Blackhawk. Um, so I'm still on staff. I work on our spiritual formation team. So I get to work with community groups. I do some things with our marriage ministry, and I just have my hand in some other areas of ministry at the church. Um, but you may see me if you come to church downtown, because um, I still get to serve on the downtown team. Uh, but with that, I'm just so glad to be here. Um, Cam would be an example of something in my life that for a long time is something it's like I was all in with Cam. Like I just loved coming here. I loved our Cam community. This is a space that has been a place that I'm all in. You know what I mean? Aren't there things in your life where it's like you're all in? I'm all in with the Bucks. Is anybody here all in with the Bucks? Any Bucks fans here? Okay, yes, I see some hands. That's good. They're actually playing right now, so I'm just going to throw that out there. That There's a pretty, you know, anyway. I'm here. You're here. I'm glad we're here. I'm still getting used to the you know, the, the switch, Drew Holiday's not there, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get past that. But you guys, I'm a Bucks fan. Like, I'm all in. It doesn't matter who we're playing. I'm going to be rooting for the Bucks. I'm also all in with Taylor Swift. Anybody all in with Taylor Swift? <laughs> like, I love Taylor Swift. It's usually worship, maybe country music, but Taylor Swift is, like, always going to be a, a win with me. Right? We all have things where we're just all in. That's where we're at. Um, and so tonight, we're going to be talking about what it means to be all in with Jesus, to be all in when it comes to our faith. Now, you guys have spent um, several weeks now um, talking about the gospel. What is the gospel? What is the gospel message? And last week, Michael talked about apologetics and some of the hard questions that we have when it comes to faith. And so tonight, we're going to continue talking about the gospel, but really, I want to talk about what do we do now that we've heard it? What do we do with the gospel message? How do we respond to it? You know, in the Bible, uh, there's the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where we see lots of examples of how people responded when they heard the gospel. And what we're going to find is that there are some people um, who responded, and they were all in when they heard it. Um, so let's start. Um, by actually looking um, at Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. So it says Jesus is calling some of his first followers. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets, and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets, and Jesus called them. And immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. 
No, this is wild. What we're seeing is two occasions where Jesus is approaching this pair of fishermen. And he's saying, come follow me. He's giving them this invitation. And we see their response. It says they left their nets at once. The next two, it says they immediately left the boat and followed Jesus. You know, there are a lot of examples like this in the Gospels. We see people who encountered Jesus, and their response was to drop what they were doing, leave everything, and follow Jesus. Right? These guys, they were fishermen. They were, like, doing their everyday job. They were at work doing what they, what they know well. It's their life. But Jesus came along, and it changed their plan. It changed what they were doing, and they're going, wow, I'm going in a new direction now. Like, I'm following Jesus. You know, there are also stories in the Bible, in the Gospels, where people encounter Jesus, but they have an entirely different response. There are stories of people who did just the opposite of what these fishermen did. In fact, there's one story in the Gospel that's always been kind of like a chilling story for me. Like when I read it, I just, I find it, I find it unsettling. <laughs> and we're not going to read it in full tonight, but it's the story of the rich young rulers. So maybe you're familiar with it. If you want to read the story in full, you can find it in Matthew chapter 19. But right now, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about this story. The story goes that there is um, this young man who has a lot of wealth, and he encounters Jesus. And he asks Jesus, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, keep my commandments. And the young man says, well, I'm doing that. Like, what else can I do? And so here's what Jesus says. Matthew 19, verse 20. He says, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. And what happens next in verse 22 is just the saddest line of the story. In verse 22, it says, when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth says that he went away sad. It's as though when he saw that there was some kind of a cost involved to following Jesus, like he had to do something. He had to do something uncomfortable, something he didn't want to do. It affected his decision. And he actually met Jesus, had this opportunity to follow him, but instead he was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. It's as though he was holding on so tightly to the things in his life, to his control, to, the, to what he had and knew, that he actually made a decision that impacted eternity in that moment, and he walked away. Honestly, I read this story, and I feel sad for the young man, but I also relate with him. Like, I relate with this, with this person. I get it what it's like to not want to give up control in my life. I get it what it's like to go, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to stop living the way I want to. I don't want to hand over the things that are important to me. I like know that feeling well. I don't know about you, but it's like there are things in my life that I kind of want to cling to. And so when I read a story like this and I read that he walked away sad, I, I feel for him. Like I, I get that feeling. You know, there's, a reality that Jesus invites us to follow him. He wants to give us abundant life in him. In fact, when we come to follow Jesus, when you come to a place of placing your faith in him, there are a lot of things that become true the moment that you believe. 
And so right now, we're actually just going to put a few of those promises, a few of the things that are guaranteed up on the screens, and I'm going to read them out loud for us. Here are some of the things that God has promised us. These are things that become true the moment that you place your faith in Christ. God has promised that he will always be with us. He has promised his Holy Spirit to be moving us toward who God created us to be. He promises to forgive our sins, to partner with us to fulfill his mission. He promises to come back and to restore the earth. And he promises resurrection and eternal life. You guys, these are big promises. Like Jesus wants relationship with us, but these are things that are going to be completely true. For the rest of our lives, we get to spend eternity with God but not only that, we get like Jesus, life in Jesus right here, right now. That's what God has promised us when we put our faith in him, when we follow him. But at the same time, part of following Jesus means that there is a cost. It's going to affect the way that we live. When we really follow Jesus, when we really pay attention to what the Bible says about how God calls us to live, it's clear that we're going to start living differently. It's going to impact the way we make our decisions, the relationships we're in, the way we spend our time, the way we do our schoolwork, the way we approach people, the way we navigate our thoughts. It's like our lives begin to change and transform as we follow Jesus. You know, so for the rich young man, he walked away sad. You know, he didn't want to give up control in this area of his life. And the reality is, as you read the Gospels, if you've read them before, you'll find that there's actually a lot more people just like him. People who actually walked with Jesus, people who knew him, who saw his miracles, who saw everything he was capable of, who could see clearly this man is from God. He is God. Yet they actually deserted him later on when things got tough, when the cost started showing up. You see, following Jesus can be really hard sometimes. That's the reality. But then of, there are the followers that we read about who saw the cost. They go, I see it, and I'm in. Like, I see that there's a cost. I see that this is going to cost me. I'm going to live differently because of it. It might even cost me my life. But I'm all in with Jesus. You know, they didn't do it perfectly, not at all. These, these people, I mean, they're just like us, normal human beings. They made mistakes. They had doubts. Look at Peter, for example. Peter was one of Jesus' closest friends and followers. Peter knew exactly who Jesus was, yet on three occasions, like Peter denied even knowing Jesus when the pressure went on, when it got difficult. Okay, these guys were not perfect. They were not perfect, but they were all in. You see, it's about our heart. It's about being all in with Jesus. You know, people responded in all sorts of ways to Jesus back then. And the truth is, we, right now, in 2023, we respond to Jesus in all different kinds of ways as well. And so that's really what I want to talk about tonight. It's how do we respond? What do we do with this? So some of you um, know me pretty well in this room. <laughs> some of you, you're, you've never met me. Hello. It's nice to meet you. Um, I want to tell you a story about my life. I want to tell you a little bit about me and my family. Some of you know me, and some of you know my husband, AJ. Okay, I am married to a guy named AJ, and we have a son. His name is Clay. Um, we have a picture that I, I brought tonight, just a recent photo of us. Here we are. Um, Clay just turned two, you guys, last week, I think that was. So it was pretty exciting. We've got a crazy 
um, toddler in the house now. Um, but right now, I want to tell you a little bit about my story with AJ. You know, AJ and I, we met back in 2013. Okay, so a long time ago now, I guess. <laughs> we met back in 2013. We were college students at the time. And we were serving on a mission trip together. He was the guy leading the construction. I was doing, like, helping with the worship, helping with the teaching. And that week, we got to know each other, and it was really fun, right? I'm connecting with everyone on the team, but we started developing this friendship when we came back from the trip. You know, it's like, if you've been on a mission trip, you can meet cool people on a mission trip. You can meet cool people on Fall Retreat, too. I'm just saying, okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I met somebody cool on this trip. We came back, and we started building this friendship, and truthfully, we started building, like, a, a best friendship. Like, we were becoming really, really close. Now, he's not here um, to say this to you, but I'm going to tell you this is exactly how he would say it. AJ came out of that trip knowing he wanted to date me. He was sure. He was like, yep, I, I want to date her. Me, like, I, I was just not so sure, <laughs> okay? Like, I knew I was interested. I knew I liked him, but I had all these questions. I had all these doubts. I'll be honest with you. I was intimidated. I was afraid to commit. I had a lot of the mindset, too, of, oh, man, if I say yes here, I'm saying no everywhere else. How do I, could I really say yes to this? I was afraid. So I resisted dating AJ. You guys, for three years, <laughs> I resisted dating AJ, okay? So if you're in the friend zone with someone out there, talk to AJ. He might give you some hope with that. Um, but the point is, AJ deserves an award because he's way more patient than I ever will be. But those three years that AJ and I remained friends, you know, AJ remained hopeful that things were going to work out. He remained hopeful. Eventually, Lynn is going to see, like, wow, we are great together. Like, we both love Jesus. Like, if we get together, we could make a huge impact on the kingdom of God together. You know, those three years, I, I want to be honest with you that they were really hard years for me. These were three years for me of wrestling. They were years of me realizing I had a lot of stuff I needed to work through. I had a lot of stuff I'd been through. I needed to heal and get into a healthy place where I could even be in a place to saying yes to something like that. Right? I had all this doubt, and I wanted to get to this place of being 100% sure. This is God's plan. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to date AJ. And finally, I realized that's never going to happen. Like, there is a leap that has to take place here. There is faith involved. And so I finally got to a place where, I mean, I remember it so clearly. And I said to him, I was like, look, I'm in. Like, I'm, I'm in. I'm ready. Like, it's been three years. We've got to find out, like, can this work? And I remember saying these words to him, and it was like, I am really putting myself out here if you've ever said those words to someone. But I said, I'm in. And from there, we went on to date for a year. We got married. We've been married for six years. We have a two-year-old son. We've got another son on the way. Hey, <laughs> 27 weeks. There's 40 total, if you didn't know that. So we're on our way. But can I just say, I am so glad that I came to the point of being able to say, I'm all in with you, AJ. This was the second best, most important decision of my entire life. And I didn't make this decision without doubt, and I didn't make this decision without fear, but I made this decision to be all in, and it was truly a turning point in my life and in our relationship. You know, so why do I tell you this story tonight? 
besides the fact it's a pretty good story. <laughs> because honestly, I think there's something powerful that happens in a relationship when we get to the point of saying, I'm all in. You get, like, I'm in 100%. I'm committed. This is where I'm at. And, you know, I think we all kind of know this. We can think about different areas of our life when we're all in with something, whether it's a class or it's a work project or it's a skill or a sport or something that's important to you. When we are committed, like when we are all in, we can go places. But like maybe you have an area in your life right now where you're kind of doing something, but you're not all in. And it's like, yeah, you can tell. Like my grades aren't showing it or whatever. It was like when we're not all in, it, it takes an effect. It shows. We don't follow through. We eventually give up. Sometimes we lose interest. You know, so for every one of us, when we hear the gospel, we get to actually choose for ourselves. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to respond? Are we going to choose to be all in with the truth of who Jesus is? If we really believe he is who he says he is, how, like, what kind of a response should that bring out in us? You know, it's up to us to decide whether or not we're going to be all in with Jesus. You know, some of you right now are, are all in, like two feet in, you're in with Jesus. Your life shows it. He's the center of your focus. You're trying. Again, it's not about being perfect, but like your heart is to be with Jesus. I know there are probably some of us tonight where, if we're honest, we're kind of like one foot in with Jesus. It's like, yeah, Jesus is the center of like a lot of my life, but, but like there's certain parts that I'm kind of holding back. Like maybe there's an area of your life where you're going, you know, I'm not ready to like fully give control over. I'm going to hang on to that. Jesus, you can have all this, but like not this area. You know, for others tonight, you know, maybe you're here and you're listening and you're checking things out and you're trying to discover what it is you believe, but you're thinking right now, yeah, I'm not in. Like I, I'm interested, I'm listening, but like that, that's not me. That's not where I'm at. Maybe you have questions and doubts and things that you're thinking through, in which case, let me just say, we're so glad that you're here. Like, this is a place for you if that's where you're at. But for every one of us, we have an invitation to enter a real relationship with Jesus. And when we say yes, it's going to be the best decision that we make with our entire lives. And at the same time, it's going to cost us in some ways. It's going to affect the way that we live. You know, for those of you, many of you are college students, right? If you're a student and you are all in with Jesus, like, that's going to show. People around you are going to notice. The way you spend your time, the things that you choose to do on the weekends, the things you choose not to do, the way you go about your relationships, the way that you study, the way that you talk about people. It's like if you're a student, there are a lot of ways that it's going to show up and people are going to see it. Maybe you're working, like you are like, man, I'm in, a, I'm in a job and I don't even, you know, I interact with a handful of people on my team. And you know what? If you are all in with Jesus, your managers are going to see it. Your coworkers are going to see it. Because when we follow Jesus, when we live in an all-in way, it shows up in the way that we live. In fact, when we get to a point of being all in with Jesus, it, the reality is God can do things in our life that, that is beyond what we can imagine. You know, he can use us in ways that we didn't know were possible. 
we get to be a part of this bigger story so much greater than we ever knew when we decide to be all in with Jesus. You're going to see, we're going to see how he works in us and how he works actually through us. And he promises to be with us always. You know, he loves us more than we could ever imagine and he will never, ever leave us. You know, so tonight, I just want to take time right now (laughs) as I'm here with you to invite you to think about, like, where are you honestly at right now in your relationship with Jesus? Is there an area of your life where you go, yeah, you know, I'm not really living all in with Jesus in this area. You know, for some of you, maybe you've known it, like, since we started talking about it, you're like, yep, I'm, I'm like choosing to do my own thing here in this area, and I know it. You know, where are you holding back, going, I don't want to give this up? Or I don't want to let Jesus lead this part of my life. Maybe, maybe it's a relationship. You know, or maybe it's some kind of a struggle or something that, you know, a habit or something in your life. You're going, I don't, I don't want to give that up. I don't want to live differently. I, 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 want, to, I want to hang on to that. Or maybe you're going, yeah, I don't really have any of that. But, but maybe it's that you struggle with putting your trust fully in God. It's like, I, oh man, like there's something in your life. Maybe you're going through something big right now. And you're having a hard time fully putting your trust in God. You know, whatever it is, there's something amazing about life with Jesus. And it's that he loves us so much that we can recenter our lives on him at any time, anywhere, no matter what. It doesn't matter how we've been living. It doesn't matter what past we have, what story. It doesn't matter what you did before you came here to camp tonight or like where you're at when we come to Jesus to recenter our lives on him, like his arms are wide open. He loves us. He's been all in with us from the start. He is going to be all in with us till the end. And he's inviting us that we would be all in with him too. So just think, like, where are you at right now? And this isn't like a one-time thing, like, oh, man, I'm all in, and now I'm just, that's just where I'm at for the rest of my life. You guys, I've been following Jesus for years. But I've got to get recentered all the time. Because there's areas that pop up in my life where I go, oh my goodness, I'm like totally holding on to that. Or wow, like God is totally showing me I'm not all in in this area. I've got I've to do some work here. And that's where community comes in. That's where people, that's where like this room, you guys, finding people to do life with where you can be honest and say, look, I am struggling. Like, can you speak into my life? Can you help me? to discern what it is that God wants to do in my life because I want to follow him. I am all in, and I want to live that out. We get to actually help each other to do that on the journey. You know, for some of you tonight, you're still asking questions. You're not sure if you're ready to be all in, if you're ready to say yes. And if that's you tonight, honestly, I just, I'm reminded of my three years of not being sure if I was ready with AJ. You know, I just want to say that those three years of wrestling, you know, those years were important. (laughs) My decision mattered. My wrestling mattered. I don't actually regret those years at all because those years got me to a point where when I was all in, it's like I really meant it. I meant it in a way so much greater because I took time to really figure out, do I want this? Am I in? And so if that's you tonight, I just want to encourage you. If you're asking questions, considering, do I really want to change the way I'm living? Do I really want to put my faith in Christ? 
man, we want to support you in that. I want, I want to talk to you. Like, that is amazing. And wrestling, that's like part of the journey. We all do it, and it comes up in different ways all throughout our lives. You know, the truth is, this community, this team, Michael, Isaiah, Grace, this team, everything, all the volunteers, everything that happens here, it's because we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, and we believe that life is ultimately found in him. And so that's the heart of why we're here. Like, make no mistake, that's it. But, like, wherever you're at and whatever you believe, you're welcome here, and we're so glad that you are. Right now, um, as we get ready to we continue in worship, I want to actually invite the band um, to get ready to join me up here. And I just want to invite everyone here to consider I just want you to think, is there an area in your life where you're realizing tonight, you know what, I've not been living all in? <laughs> like maybe there's an area where you're seeing, I have not been putting Jesus at the center of this area, but man, I really want to. Like that's what I long for. Is there something in your life that comes to mind? I know that there are things that come to mind for me. <laughs> And so I want to encourage you to think about what that is. Maybe there's something that you've been holding on to where it's like you kind of know, actually, that God wants you to release it to him, but you've been hanging on. Whatever that is tonight, let's identify it. Imagine if you could sit down with Jesus right now and talk about your life, just you and him, talking about your life. And is there something in your life that he might lovingly just like put his finger on and be like that right there? Like that. I want that. Like, let me be the center of that area of your life. He loves us so much more than we can imagine. And when we follow him, when we decide to be all in with him, it's going to show up in every part of our lives. He's saying, come and follow me. Be all in with me. No, praise God. He is all in with us. He always has been and he always will be. Let me pray for us as we get ready to continue in worship. God, thank you so much um, for this night. Thank you for the CAN community, for the CAN team, and just for the opportunity to worship tonight and to just be reminded of your love for us, that you love us so much. You're patient with us. You give us time, God, that even tonight we can be here wrestling. We can be wrestling with our questions we can process what it is that we believe, but God, thank you for this invitation that we can be in real relationship with you. And I just pray for all of us, for the different areas in our lives that have been coming to our minds all night, areas where we're holding on, where we're trying to do it our way. God, I pray that you would give us strength to just release it to you, and I pray that you would just help us, help us along to feel encouraged that you love us. God, I thank you for this community, and I pray that you would bless everyone here tonight and that we would just experience you as we continue to worship. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>